Hello and welcome to Podplex City. I'm your host, Chris White, and joining me for this episode, we have firstly Bob Bamba. Bob? Good evening, Chris. How are you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. And Kieran Mitchell? Evening, Chris. Uh, so we're here uh, for this episode to talk about Revolution Pro Wrestling's events that took place last Saturday, the 15th of January, which was High Stakes 2016. Uh, this, pay- uh, this event has garnered a lot of acclaim online for a potential match of the year candidate in Marty's Girl versus Will Ospreay. And the main event, which saw AJ Styles' departure from the promotion in his potential final indie circuit match, taking on Zack Sabre Jr. in the main event. Um, Bob, uh, talk about your podcast briefly, and sort of that's the reason for us, amongst many a few other guys, going to the show. So if you'd like to talk about Wrestling 20 Years... Yes, uh, the Wrestling 20 Years Ago podcast, for those who don't know, is, is, is my trip back in time reviewing wrestling from, well, 20 years ago, well said. Uh, the reason we're doing this show tonight, we've just finished our ECW team for the month. We've, we've been going about two hours at this point at the, at the time we start recording. But yes, um, you know, I don't know many people in London that like indie wrestling so when i decided i want to go to this show i just figured we'll just combine it with a wrestling meetup so i met chris i met you for the first time i met karen for the first time um tom martin who i've been to a few shows with before and uh, colin judkins who, who was another guy who um used to be involved in the show quite regularly and is a, is a semi-regular uh, guest now um so yeah that was the reason that we met up on, on saturday for the show so i had some drinks and a bit of wrestling chat and then we uh we made our way over to york hall for a match that uh for a card that on paper looked really good and you know dare i say probably over delivered by some degree yeah I, i'd massively agree i thought it was a sensational event uh kieran do you have any thoughts on the event itself before we get into specific matches or anything along those lines yeah it, it was um it's the first time i've ever been to it's kind of bad to say because you know i gone about how bad the American wrestling is where I don't go and watch the the UK stuff so it's my first UK event and overall I just thought it was fantastic the, the the crowd was really into it, the wrestlers in particular were really into it there wasn't a quote unquote duff point during the night, just overall I just really enjoyed myself, I'd def- definitely definitely go again, especially if it was like a another podcast meetup. I think um, I'd, I'd definitely go again We paid 15 quid for these seats that's Unreal. absolutely balmy Unreal. They were uh, uh, Chris. I take it you're going to Raw. I presume you're going to Raw in April. I, yeah, Raw and SmackDown. I believe it's both. They're both in London this time round. And what, what do you pay? The money you pay uh, about forty quid, forty-five quid. Jesus. It's and but I mean, but for the money you pay, I mean, they're not terrible for the O2 Arena and for WWE. But I mean, in terms of what you're going to get on the night, fifteen quid for this show, uh, you won't get a match that's a quarter as good as the Skull Osprey match at that Raw. No way near. It, it, you won't get anything as good as that. And, I mean, that was a potential match of the year candidate across any promotion. Uh, the main event itself with Sabre Jr. and AJ Styles, I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit more depth. If you took the Skull Osprey match out of it, that would have been worth the £15 by itself as well. So, in terms of value for money, it was absolutely outstanding. Um, but yeah, so uh, before we talk about the two big name matches on the 
card. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts, uh, Bob? I'll come to you first uh, about any the five. There were five other matches on the card. Do you have any particular highlights or uh, uh, note uh, honourable mentions of guys who were on the card or matches that impressed you throughout the night? Yeah, it's it's very tempting just to group them all in together, and so they kind of all paled into significance when you compare them to the kind of big two that we're going to talk about. Um, as a show as a whole, I thought it was paced incredibly well. Um, they've got the layout about right. Skull and Osprey occurred just before the interval, and then obviously AJ Styles and Sabre Jr. was the main event. So they kind of put all these matches in the middle, and, and Skull and Osprey ended up being so good that we had Jay Lethal, following after the interval and the crowd were kind of flat almost um so from from the five matches um speedball mike bailey came over with quite a big reputation i don't know that him and big damo was a good pairing at all the match was fine the crowd were into it and it wasn't a bad match but i kind of feel like if you want to showcase mike bailey i would have put him with a different opponent uh we had morgan webster and pete dunn early on uh which was you know a fine opener um, Morgan West is a guy I've seen I think twice now and I, I, I've been quite impressed for for, for him in, in his stage of his development if you like um, Mark Haskins and Jay Lethal was a good match I kind of get the feeling that had the crowd not been so flat they might have done something different because Jay Lethal kind of turned heel right at the end uh, I don't know about that uh, we got the six man tag which I, I think we were all kind of just calming down for that match on another night that match might have lent a lot more a lot of kind of chairs and brawling around the ring I, I think we were all kind of relaxing in that and the other match was Doug Williams and Colt Cabana which was a lot of fun as a comedy match but yeah as, as the as the five of the matches go I might sound down on them but I think it was more they played their part in helping this show be really good by not being that significant no, I absolutely agree. Um, in isolation, none of them... The Skull Osprey match just stole the show, and it probably did take away from the other five matches and the main event. But they were all, uh, they all had their place, and they all did their job well. Kieran, any thoughts before we get into Skull Osprey? Yeah, the same, really. I, there wasn't anything particularly bad about the other matches. It's just it's that thing of where when something is that good. I, I mentioned to... Uh, Bob, when we were at the event, I, I kind of felt bad for Jay Lethal and Haskins because their match was nowhere. It wasn't bad. It was really good. It, um, Bob alluded they might have done something different, but I think just the wind had totally been taken out of the crowd after the Skull Osprey match. Um, but I thought everything everything played a part. There wasn't a bad there wasn't a bad point of the show for me at all. Yeah, I was very disappointed in Jay Lethal, and that's probably not a reflection on his performance or his match, but just they were hurt with placement. They came on right after the interval, after the Skull Osprey match, um, and I'd have probably put the tag match there and had and, and had them follow the tag match, and that would have been the time the crowd would have sort of regained their energy. But I suppose the tag match needed to uh, fill that void between the main event as well, and if Lethal would come out and put on a incredible performance with Haskins then you could have had a trouble uh, you could have had an issue with the main event so it did make sense uh, I'd give a lot of credit to Colt Cabana who I thought was an unsung hero on the night it was a comedy match as Bob said but I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun and I think sometimes when you've got a crowd of really hardcore wrestling fans it's hard to get that type of match uh, get a positive reaction for that type of match and I really enjoyed it and so did much of the crowd laughs throughout I thought Colt Cabana was great um, and 
it wasn't like a five-star match by any means, but it had a job and it did it really well. So let's move into a potential match of the year candidate by anyone's standards, by any promotion standard. We had a number one contenders match between Will Ospreay and Marty Skull. Uh, Bob, any thoughts on the match in general? And uh, I mean, it was it was sensational. Yeah, um, you know, Will Ospreay. I mean, I Will Ospreay is great in terms of his, you know, he's called the aerial assassin for a good reason. If for a guy who hasn't been wrestling for all of that long, um, he is incredibly good at what he does. And, and to, this is a bit out of kind of timeline with, with the match, but after the match, like the, the guy, this match, I think went just under 30 minutes after the match. These two just killed each other for half an hour. Uh, I, I'm sat looking at my phone, in the interval, and I think there's one of you, your Tom said, Bob, and I looked up and we're Osprey is climbing over 12 rows of seats to get to the merch stand so he can take photos yeah. with fans. That is a guy with a hell of a lot of dedication. Um, but but not to take away from him, but I think Marty Scar is the best all-round independent wrestler in, in Britain right now. Uh, a guy that has got a heel character down to a pat, a guy that can wrestle with the best of them. Um, he is a guy that enjoys getting heat. Um, there's a really good moment in the match where there's three or four people who were kind of right o- over the opposite side of the ring to us. We, we, we were at the back, actually, to be fair, who had a, a villain section sign, a la Cesaro, um, and, and Skull, um, uh, villain Skull's nickname. And Skull grabs one of the, 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 uh, the bits of paper and just rips it up. Um, he's excellent. And this match, I mean, I've never, I've never seen a crowd go, oh my God, so many times in a match. There's one moment where, like, Skull, like, cracks, um, cracks Osprey's fingers back and it made such a noise and like everyone gasped and there's another great moment it's the kind of big photo that I, I'm on their website right now and it's the the um, Osprey doing I don't really know what to call it I'll have to watch it back but it's kind of like somersault dive off the entrance ramp to oh, Skull okay. by the ring because um, it was great because we were stood right over the other side of the ring like when it when it gets to stuff on the entrance ramp at times you kind of like switch off and wait for them to come back in the ring and so I was kind of zoning out and then you just look up and Osprey just takes a run up and just flings himself through the air. Um, yeah, I, I could go on this ma- about this match forever. It, it, it did go a bit long. Uh, that was my one criticism, and I did joke afterwards because Osprey was stood about six or seven feet from us after the after his match, kind of doing photos. And I did joke with Stuart as he came up. I said, "What I might do is I might walk up to him and say, great match, Will,' but I thought it was too long. <laughs> uh, but I, I decided against that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, really." unbelievably good match and this is this is a review coming from a person that isn't all that easily impressed by your average great wrestling match i thought this was excellent i agree entirely um especially it was sensational and the fact it went too long didn't really take too much away from it but there was that one spot where i I don't know what they did but they both flew so high in the air and skull hit the uh locked on the chicken wing Osprey fell right into it. It was probably around the 25 minute mark. I think yeah, Osprey was five minutes after like this. A, a springboard back elbow, wasn't he? Back into the ring and, and Skull yes, yeah, jumped yeah. with him and then locked in the chicken wing, which is kind of his signature move and then landed it on the thing. I actually thought it should have ended there. I remember because, because the match ends. I, I agree. Um, the match ends with Skull. Uh, I think he ended up knocking out with Osprey while having him in the chicken wing. I remember saying, if you're going to do that, why not just chop the three minutes off the end and have it end with that that finish? I thought it would have been perfect there. 
No, I agree. That would have turned this match into a potential five-star match for me. If that had ended with, with that spot as well, in the way he locked on the, the submission. I mean, they did a lot of cool stuff afterwards, but that was definitely the sort of crescendo, if you will. That was where the crowd peaked in their excitement for the match with that move. And if you're going to end it with a chicken wing anyway, that was the moment to do it. Uh, Kieran, uh, thoughts on this match? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just echo everything, <laughs> everything you said, because I can't, I can't quite put it in. I'd have to watch it because, like I said, where we were sat, I need to see it again because there's obviously, there's going to be stuff that we missed. That's the thing is we didn't see probably everything that happened in that match. So there's probably a few spots and a few moves that we haven't even seen yet. If you haven't seen, you know, seen a replay of it, but just absolutely outstanding. And like I said, Marty Skirl is as good. He's as good as, I, as in the world at the minute for me. I mean, I don't watch everything from every promotion, but just character-wise, look-wise, moveset, the way he holds himself, I absolute. He's going to be he, the sky is the limit for somebody like that. Obviously, we all know what that will entail, whether he goes there to that place or not. Um, I kind of hope he doesn't. But um, in terms of the match itself, just that that bit where. The crowd is telling everyone. To, I don't know if it's an actual Marty Skull spot. Maybe you can tell me. But where he, he tells the crowd to be quiet, and he goes, shh, 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 and then snaps the fingers. I made like, such what? noise. What? I was like, what? Have they got some foley guy in the background with like sound of, with a sound effect board? Because I thought, what's he shushing the crowd for? And then cracks his fingers. And I was like, my god, I've never, I've never seen that before. Never seen that before. And like I said, I'm of an age where I've pretty much seen all the wrestling that you can see. And still, there's two guys there that can make me... They made me remember why I love wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you're both absolutely spot on. And I agree with you. Uh, Bob saying he's the best active performer in the UK scene. Uh, Kieran, you're taking it further by saying potential best heel currently in the world. I don't watch a lot of... Or barely any. I I saw some... Yeah, I saw a lot. I saw, yeah, that you that you see. Um, yeah. I saw a bit of Wrestle Kingdom, the recent New Japan Tokyo Dome show. Um, that was sensational. But generally, if you're comparing it to anything on the WWE, particularly the main roster, there's no nothing anywhere near as good as this. I think when you look their top heel, their top solo heel is probably a guy like Sheamus, and you've got Mighty Skull just tearing it up down here at Rev Pro. It's uh, they're on different planets, basically. Basically, yeah. This match was outstanding by anyone's standards. Um, you can buy a replay of this show and keep it like a digital download. It's twelve ninety nine at RevPro on demand. Uh, um, worth every penny for this match alone. I'd pay twelve ninety nine just to watch this match, and the rest of the card was was very good too. And I, I think we haven't even got onto the main event and AJ Styles yet. But twelve ninety nine to watch this match is it's worth twelve ninety nine event anyone's money um i thought it was sensational uh let's move on then to the main event of the night which was aj styles defending his british heavyweight championship against Zack saber jr um it was known it the reports have been out for a, for a number of weeks now aj styles having ha- and a number of guys having handed their notice in to new japan um and the rumours that he'll be appearing at the Royal Rumble, obviously more prominent this week. So this is AJ Styles' somewhat farewell tour, and uh, it was known to everyone that this was his last sort of UK indie date. Um, We'll get onto the promo after the match in a while, but the match itself, I mean, 
had a really tough job of being on the same card as their Skull Osprey match. I don't think it ever got anywhere near that level, but this was still a very good main event, Bob. Yeah. Um, should we get Kieran this one? Given that, given that I, I, I opened up so long the other match and, and Kieran sure, had a sure, lot Kieran. to say. Go on, mate. Feel free, fire away. Yeah, the, the, this match, um, I can't. I, I feel like I missed quite a big chunk of it, um, just from where, just from my position. But what I saw, I mean, you get characters. This isn't right. This is on one night and in one promotion night. I've got a character there, Marty Skull right on my doorstep that I didn't even know how good he was. And then I've got a guy like Zack Sabre Jr. that can wrestle like that. I just, it, absolutely staggering. The, the talent that the UK wrestling has got at the minute, absolutely staggering. Um, another really, really good match. Obviously, said before, it isn't going to touch Skirl and Osprey, but I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll probably never see AJ Styles in the flesh again. So glad I did because the guy is just an absolute legend. Um, but Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, I think he could do with maybe putting on, you know, probably maybe getting a bit bigger. I don't want to say, you know, like swell up or anything. But apart from that, that man, that that kid can wrestle. Yeah, he, uh, Bob, we were talking about it just before we started recording. The Observer Awards for 2015 have just come out. Uh, for the, you said it was for the second year uh, that Zack Sabre Jr. picked up the award for best technical wrestler which speaks volumes about how good the guy is considering the amount of access people have to watch his work. Yeah, um, I think Dave Meltzer said that before, given how infrequently they cover Sabre Jr. matches, you would think for for an Observer-type audience that yeah, one of the other you know, really good, maybe North American or, or Japanese workers would take it, but it it says so much for how good he is as a technical wrestler. That's, that's kind of his gimmick to a point. Um, but yeah, um, having... This is probably the, this is the second time I've seen him live and the first time was a TLC tag match. It's a very, very different style of match, but having seen him live for the first time, I get it now. Yeah, I, I, he was sensational. I mean, Sko and Osprey stole the show, but this guy did his best to steal it back at, um, he outperformed AJ Styles. If AJ Styles, if the rumors are true, AJ Styles is WWE bound and Zack Sabre Jr. looked every bit his, Peer, I mean, he out wrestled him, and that submission we couldn't quite see it. I'm, it was one of the things oh, I every every bugger stood up in front of us, right? <laughs> yeah. The, day, the but, whole crowd stood up. We didn't, we couldn't quite see it. I've seen a, 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 I think it was a vine of it, and it looks hideous. It's I've never seen anything like it before. Some weird double armbar submission, Ish. and there's there's a bit of legs in there as well. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it is. Something to behold, if that's a regular move. Um, and that was to win the title. And the, I mean, it was a great main event to a great night. And as you said, Bob, £15 is incredible value when you think the amount you have to pay to get into any other show. We got TNA at Wembley uh, next week, I believe it is, a week yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us are going to that show. Um, it's just not worth the money. No, I don't know how much it is to get in, but cheapest tickets are twenty five quid. I mean, TNA are using their 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 usual UK 
um, ticket pricing. So, like, you know, floor section, front row is about 80 quid. Um, kind of lower bowl is about 45, 50, and then the cheap seats are about 25. Um, but it's part of the reason I kind of stopped going to WWE. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big watcher of NXT, so I wasn't particularly interested in the NXT tour, and there were a lot of people that were. So I think, you know, if they hadn't sold quite so well, I might have picked up a ticket, but other people were far more interested. But it's like, I mean, I, I've paid, you know, 60, 65 quid for raw tickets, and it's like, Ugh, you know, it's three hours, it's a long show, there's a lot of nothingness, and it's like, I mean, Stuart Brooks, who's, you know, a guy who does the, the, the New Gen podcast that we, we met up with before, um, before the show, that they opted to, to go front row for this show, and even that was only 50 quid. Um, and you, you know, it's, it is a fantastic time to be a British wrestling fan. I, I cannot under, I cannot overstate that enough, in the, you can, there are so many great acts. We, 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 we singled out, you know, Skirl, Osprey and, uh, and Zack Sabre, but there's guys like Mark Haskins who, who was on this show, Jimmy Havoc, who's a guy who I don't think I haven't seen a ton of yet, but I haven't seen him in the right kind of situations. Jimmy Havoc's a guy that's been tearing it up in, uh, in progress wrestling this kind of last year, 18 months, maybe a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we go back to the main event. Um, one thing I really liked, and the match took my surprise a bit, and it was so short. So I think it was in about 16, 17 minutes. Well, admittedly, that's quite long. But I, know, I, I was chatting to Tom, thinking we were about halfway through, and saying the one thing I'm really impressed by is that they've had a really good match so far, and they've not really done anything. Like this wasn't a match that ever really went to the outside. Neither man particularly went to the top rope. It was just a prop. It was it was everything that the Osprey and Skull match wasn't. It was it was a much slower, more technical match, and in many ways, it was equally as good. Um, but yeah, a fantastic time to be a British wrestling fan. There are the, 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 the you know we talk about Rev Pro, ICW, and Progress as the big three, all doing spectacular stuff in very very different ways. But the the talent pool in the UK is such right now that I, I unless it's a badly run promotion, and there are some out there, but unless it's a badly run promotion, I think you can say pretty much blanket that if you go to a British wrestling show right now, you're gonna have a really good time because the standard is so good. Um, now admittedly, this is Rev Pro doing a three times a year York Hall show, bringing AJ Styles, bringing Jay Lethal, we'll bring in Colt Cabana, etc., etc., etc. But the talent pool is there. Like people come for AJ Styles and then they stay and they come back for for with Osprey and Marty Skull and guys like that. Um, and yeah, like I, I with with the wrestling twenty years ago project, I don't watch a ton of Monday WWE stuff. But in part because it's not very good, but in part because I, I, I'm I prefer to watch this. No, I completely agree. I I've never seen I've ne- this much like Kieran. I'm quite ashamed to say it after being to this one, but never really attended a British wrestling event before. So although I've heard a lot of the guys, not really seen a lot of their work before. And I went for AJ Styles, but I will go back for Osprey. I will go back for Skull and I'll go back for Sabre Jr. Because as you say, it's all outstanding. Um, the level is just streets ahead of what you're going to get from WWE, both on TV and on live events. And um, people like AJ Styles prop the card up, but, the stole was, show, show was stolen by some incredible British wrestling talent. Right, let's go back to AJ Styles. Obviously, rumours are running right at the moment with reports he will be at this Sunday's Royal Rumble. 
ball. We were there, as we've alluded to many times, on Saturday where he cut that promo that went viral online with him. The, the line that was sort of picked up on the most where he said if there's a spot in the Royal Rumble, he would take it and he would kick some ass for us guys in the crowd. Um, so we do have the Royal Rumble this Sunday. So before we get into the card... Do you think AJ Styles will be in the Royal Rumble match? I'll come to you first, Kieran. Hope or believe? Which one? I I believe Both. he is, but I believe he is, but I hope he's not. Okay. Um, I've got, is that I've got, because I've got reasons no, for carry it? On. I, I hope. I think because the the, the Rumble is being built around the belt, so there's already um, and AJ Styles to me needs to be massive coming in. So for me, I would just hold back on it, but I think they will pull the trigger and put him in there. And in which case, he eliminates a few guys, but he isn't going to win the belt. For me, I, I, I know what probably Vince probably thinks of where his position is, um, or where he's going to be. And I, if he's not going to win the Rumble, don't have him in it. For me, well, that's that's just personally speaking. Uh, Bob. They've been incredibly obtuse on WWE.com, on John Cena's Instagram, of all places, um, with talking this whole thing up. And AJ mentioning the Rumble was seen quite out of step, because you kind of imagine that if WWE were really trying to keep this a secret and a surprise, the first thing they would tell him would be, don't say it. Um... So my inclination is is that he won't be in it. I think he will debut on Raw the following night. I think that makes a lot of sense in that there are going to be a lot of stories that they're going to try and tell coming out the Rumble, namely where they're going to go with Roman Reigns and Triple H. And so I think they will be advised to keep him off that. That being said, I think the smart way out of not people not being disappointed that he isn't there would be to about an hour into the Royal Rumble pay-per-view slash network show would be to stick a graphic and a message on the screen saying AJ Styles will debut tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. I think that would be the smart way around it. You will then stop people theoretically thinking he's going to be in the Rumble. I think Kieran's right. The Royal Rumble isn't a great place to debut someone if you've got big plans for them. I don't know that they do. Um, you can do some stuff with him, but it's the kind of thing that might be forgotten by the end of the night. Um, and, and in a funny kind of way, and it kind of says a lot about where, where I approach wrestling from these days, one of the things I'm most intrigued about is whether he's called AJ Styles or not. I haven't even thought of that, Christ. Uh, I know we, we discussed this last Saturday at the Rev Pro Show, but I can't think by this point they've mentioned him on WWE.com a number of times. I don't foresee any way that they don't debut him as AJ Styles at this point. Well, and they... the fact that he's got AJ tattooed under his under his armpit as well, which is yeah, that... an issue. I, I think they've covered it to a degree now where they can't even begin to attempt to repackage this guy. If you if you didn't know who he was, you do now. Um, if you'd never watched TNA or you, you don't watch any other promotions that aren't WWE, uh, which I suppose a large part of WWE's casual audience won't do. Um, I think if he debuts in the Rumble, I, I agree. I, I never like to see anyone lose on their debut. And, and I mean, it's a 30-man match, so 
uh, it's hard to necessarily, it's not the same as a pinfall loss in a singles match, but it is still a loss nonetheless. But I know then they wouldn't do with this with him, considering who holds the record in Roman Reigns. But if, for example, he debuted in the Rumble, eliminated or tied Roman Reigns' record for a number of Rumble eliminations or something like that, um, and then was thrown out underhandedly by someone like Alberto Del Rio, who would still be the United States champion, you've got a intriguing program and you've still made him feel like a big deal by putting him in the record books on his first night. And you've got an intriguing program where he can challenge for that United States title at WrestleMania. It's clear that by this stage, the plans for the WWE title in Dallas for WrestleMania 32, they're going to, they're pretty much a lock at this stage. It's going to involve Roman Reigns. It's going to involve Triple H. If it's not them, it's going to involve Lesnar. There's no way he finds himself in that situation, but I don't there's think there's also no way he's breaking Roman Reigns' record a year after Reigns got it on a night where they're trying to do something significant with Reigns. Yeah, very, very true. But I think there are situations where you you could use him in the Rumble and make him into a star without him winning, but I don't know that they would do that. So I. I'm inclined to agree that I'd rather him be kept out of the Rumble. I think your idea, Bob, of the graphic coming up, announcing his debut for Raw, is a great way to go about it. But I do think if he did debut and got thrown out, it's not going to be a Daniel Bryan situation where the crowd turn on the match or anything to that degree. I don't think anyone's expecting him to come in and sort of make his way into the upper echelons of this card between now and WrestleMania 32. Sorry, Kieran, what were you going to say? Uh, for, see, for me, there's a, there's a lost art that they've they've kind of lost their way with. Whether it be it's obviously the, the the creative team that they've got just isn't up to mustard, obviously. But whatever happened to when somebody new is coming in, like teasing it, not just having like a graphic before a raw, but like actually teasing it with vignettes. Um, I think they should do that, and I think. I would I would save him till the Raw after WrestleMania if it was me and have them come in as a group. Um, maybe they uh, maybe they have the vignettes. Maybe they're going after a certain person, whether it be in the main event or not. But I just I just I just have no. It's, it comes from having no confidence. I don't know. know that they're going to debut him or push him as a as a top star. But when you've got so many injuries, I don't know that you can be in a situation where you've got the luxury to keep AJ Styles off of TV. Yeah, that's true. That's true yeah. um, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, different era ratings and house show ticket sales are probably too important to be able to afford Styles two months on the sidelines. Yeah, um, go, on, go on, Chris, carry on. No, I, I just think it, it's he's a welcome addition to this WrestleMania card. And I have no expectations that he'll probably, he'll probably never be a WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He'll probably never main event a WWE pay-per-view unless it's in some kind of multi-man match. It's just his age and his history and TNA and things like that. I don't, and he's, to an extent, his size. I don't know if that's what Vince McMahon looks for in a guy. I, I, he's had back problems recently. I think if you're going to get something out of AJ Styles, you insert him into a, a US title, intercontinental title feud. You put him in a big singles match at WrestleMania for one of those titles. You give him 20 minutes. They put on one of the matches of the night. And I think you get what you can out of him with the next year to two years. And I don't, I just don't have, as much as I'd like to see, I don't have the expectation that he'll ever reach that level within the company. So maybe that's why... I'm not necessarily too down on the fact that if he debuted in the Rumble, 
and didn't win. I know that's not ideal, but I find it hard to criticise because there's just I've, there's no realistic way that even if they did save him to after Mania, he I don't see him ever reaching that level, regardless because of certain issues. But um, any anything else to add on that before we move on? No, I, I think the other thing as well is that he is a bit southern for Vincent Brown's liking, that, that there's always that as well. But but yeah, you're right. Um, I, I kind of get the feeling that AJ Styles is... WWE need AJ Styles more than AJ Styles needs WWE in a weird kind of way. Um, they are desperately short on star power. They are desperately short on draws. They don't have a lot. There's not a lot of guys that they haven't kind of booked to death in the last you know six months, 18 months, however long you want to draw the timeline back. Um if I'm betting, I'd probably say they get it wrong with him. But that's a that's a fairly safe bet these days. It was a bet I kind of made when Del Rio came back. I said give it four weeks and that'll that'll have messed it up. And they kind of have. Um, yeah, it took about a night a night with Del Rio. Well, right? yeah. Well, in many ways, it, it happened the minute Zeb Coulter introduced him. Um, but yeah, like he is he is potentially quite exciting addition. But yeah, Chris, you are right. He has a lot of miles on the clock. Um, and if they are going to get anything out of him, it is really the next 18 months. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be retired in two years, but you feel like, he, you know, Vincent Mann is a guy that likes to push guys on the basis that they're going to be big stars in five, six, seven years time. It's, I think, one of his biggest booking weaknesses. Um, and it's one thing where he doesn't seem to see short term benefit in guys. Um, he doesn't really seem to book in the short term in a funny kind of way. I know in, in many ways he's actually incredibly short termist when it comes to booking, but when he talk, when he thinks about looking for the next star, he is always looking for the guy that's going to be around in five years time. And I think it's a big flaw with how he approaches it. In that, you know, I, I look at a guy like Cactus Jack, well, mankind really, um, and you look at what he did for the company in about three years, three and a half years. And that was it. And that was all you were going to get out of him. One, because he was old. Two, because he was now particularly, you know, the most agile bloke. And three, because he was doing such crazy bumps. But you got three years out of him and then that was it. And AJ Styles, and I'm not saying AJ Styles like Cactus Jack, get three years out of him and then just find the next guy. You don't have to book every time with, oh my God, who's going to be our top guy in 10 years time. You can be a bit more short terms for your booking. And I think AJ Styles is the epitome of that. No, yeah, there's another, uh, thing that works against him and uh, there's a lot working against him but it doesn't really dampen my excitement for a potential debut i think after seeing him last saturday i'm very much looking forward to potential debut despite all these clear flaws so let's uh, run through the royal rumble card and have a few quick predictions from you guys of what you expect to happen this sunday five matches on the show all five are, are title matches so i expect the last man standing match for the intercontinental title Dean Ambrose defending against Kevin Owens to open the show. Um, I know you guys don't watch uh, WWE Modern Day Raw on a weekly basis, and uh, neither do I, quite frankly. I find it hard to think anyone would do at this point and uh, not fast forward. That, that number is getting smaller. We, we just watch yeah. ratings every week. That number is going down. Well, especially within the UK, I mean, you, Sky Plus and fast forwarding through a large part of the show is a regular occurrence. It's just, it's not terrible. It's boring, which is a lot worse in some ways. Um, but yeah, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, intercontinental title. Um, any predictions? Who do you think will leave with the belt or any thoughts on the match? Uh, Kieran, you go. Um, so we've got Owens is the champ, isn't he? And uh, then... Ambrose is the champ. This is his 
this is how far I am. This is this this is their rematch. Ambrose won the belt at TLC, so this is Owen's sort of mandatory rematch back at the belt. You can say you bought two guys on that watched more twenty years ago stuff than you did. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, then I would because of where I think Owens is going to go after, or what they if he's going to because presumably he'll be, he'll be in the Rumble as well. I'm hoping that. Um, Ambrose will retain and Owens will move on to possibly Lesnar or something else because it goes back to how they book the newer guys. Owens hasn't been as bad as some of the others, but Owens really needs to get going again where, you know, he was sort of fed to the Cena monster for a bit. They gave him sort of that one win and then it was sort of bye-bye and then he's been down in the mid-card ever since. So I'm hoping and I predict as well that Ambrose retains, um, Owens obviously loses, but he actually gets a bit of a rub in the Raw Rumble and eliminates Lesnar. Bob? Yeah, um, in terms of how Kieran laid that out, I think that's, that's probably echo my own thoughts on it. Um, Owens is a guy that could probably do with, you know, given the state of their injury, given their amount of injuries at the moment, Owens is the, the kind of guy that probably needs to be higher up the card than this, as probably does Ambrose, I suppose. Um, I think this will be match of the night by a, a mile. Not that, that says a lot, given you know the, the Rumble matches generally aren't fantastic. They're really not match of the year candidates. Um, but I've got a funny old feeling this is going to be the thing that net fans are going to be talking about Monday morning, um, depending on what they do with the, the finish of the Rumble. But if the Rumble finish is quite predictable, if it's one of the two or three names you think it's probably going to be, I've got a feeling this is going to be the thing people are going to be talking about. There's no reason if this doesn't have the time the the last man standing stipulation these two won't tear the house down they're both yeah. so good um but yeah in, in terms of how it will be booked I, I i think kieran's about spot on i think owens needs to probably lose this match and it's kind of classic wwe it's the it's what happened with seth rollins at wrestlemania last year it's losing the match earlier in the card to randy orton and then leaving with the championship i don't think owens is going to win the championship he's a he's a decent outside shot though he's my dark horse um but yeah uh, yeah owens ambrose wins here um and if these two are given the time uh watch out because this could be really really excellent yeah i agree with both of you i think ambrose will pick up the win here uh the stipulation definitely plays uh perfectly into both guys and the type of match they're going to be able to put on and i think bob you're right it's a decent bet to be the sort of lasting memory from the rumble pay-per-view in a general in the same way that triple threat was last year i I can't remember particularly any spots or any great moments from the rumble match but the lesnar john cena seth rollins triple threat match for the title last year was uh probably my match of the year for the entirety of 2015 within the wwe so i'm not saying this will be match of the year in wwe in 12 months time but it's got a chance i guess um, so we move on to the United States title match. We have Alberto Del Rio defending against Kalisto. Uh, I know if you guys don't really keep up with Raw too much, then SmackDown is just, well, no way SmackDown is even on the agenda. But what do you, I'll come to you first, Bob, think about the sort of hotshot booking with Kalisto winning the belt one night on Raw and losing it at the TV taping to SmackDown the following night. Jesus and Christ. this is now the rematch for Kalisto having lost the belt back to Del Rio. Funnily enough, I really don't mind it. And and, and I, I, I'll go off on a slight tangent here. I, I think... A lot of internet fans feel like 
every title reign has to yeah i i i have this expression that i generally only use in my own head which is called rohing your title what i mean by that is <laughs> so a guy wins the title having beaten the guy who won it who held it for like i don't know a year eight months and then people just settle down because it's like, okay, he's the champion and we're going to go on for six, eight months because that's how you do it and that's how you, you build credibility for your title and all that kind of stuff. I think just occasionally you've got to remind people that just because a guy's won the title doesn't mean you can sit in and relax and get ready for a three-month reign before, you know, he, he has some good matches and then he loses it when the time's right. Occasionally, and it, it, I think one thing we said when we, we met up last weekend, we, we got onto the topic of of match length, and I kind of said, occasionally you've got to remind people that these matches can end in a few minutes. And I think in the same way, you've got to remind people that just because a guy started his title reign shouldn't mean that he's any more or less likely to retain it. Um, so yeah, I was fine with it. Like, I, I don't think it helps Kalisto, but as is the case with so many things, it's not the action, it's how you tell the story. You can tell any number of stories that will mean Kalisto is better off for a short title reign. The problem is that invariably they don't. And so when they don't, it's just, oh, a guy who won it lost it three days later and they did nothing with it. And then I think people attribute the short title reign to the reason why he's not over. You can book around that if you're smart enough. They're just not. Um, but yeah, I, I was and that, as for this match, I, uh, that all being said, I expect Del Rio to retain. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Kalisto won, I suppose. Of all of the Brock Lesnar opponents, I'm kind of hoping that it's going to be Del Rio. It looks like it might be Bray Wyatt. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Del Rio needs to win, stay strong, and keep him ready for whoever he faces at WrestleMania. Tell you what, Del Rio and AJ Styles at WrestleMania would be a hell of a lot of fun in maybe the third or fourth match from the top. No, I definitely could see AJ fitting in with a match with Del Rio. The one thing I would say, though, is that they kind of did remind us that title reigns can be short-lived. With Owen's recent Intercontinental title reign, he he beat Ryback for the title. He only defended against Ryback. Then with Rollins' injury, he was put into that tournament and didn't defend it for a while. And then his next defense, uh, title defense was against Ambrose, who won the belt. But the reigns were still, still, what, six weeks, eight weeks? I, I suppose so, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't particularly short reign. And just in terms of title defenses, there there, were, there was only one really. But yeah, I do I do understand what you mean. I just I was disappointed that they seem to undercut Kalisto in such a, a massive way. Like it's not often within this the way Raw has been for I mean you could say years I suppose that someone organically begins to get a bit of crowd support behind them in the way that Kalisto did, and it just feels like all of his momentum was taken away um, immediately. And if that wasn't bad enough, the following rule, he was pinned clean by Sheamus. So that, that I mean, and that's, he's challenging for a title at the pay-per-view this week, but he was pinned clean on Raw after losing his belt. So I, it does feel, I understand what you mean, but I feel that they've really undercut Kalisto here. Uh, Kieran, your thoughts on this? Yeah, it, I do happen to have some perspective on this one only because I saw the the pay per view where Kalisto hit his what does he call it the Cirque du Soleil or something whatever it's called Soleil yeah, del Sol isn't it something like that yeah, that's, that's, that's the one, yeah. that's the one. It's, it's not the Cirque du Soleil I'll tell you that <laughs> it's completely different um, but um, so I kind of knew the, the story behind this one but they need. I'm just surprised that after, you know, all the sort of high-flying luchadors they've had, they didn't give Kalisto a bit more. I'm actually thinking that Del Rio does retain. 
I just hope, Chris, I just hope that it's a really good match and Kalisto goes over big. Because I think he can get over with them. Give them, give them, give this match some time at least. But I think Del Rio needs to retain. The most motivated Del Rio seemed in his return to WWE was in his series of matches with Kalisto after the last few weeks. It's the most interested he seemed, and as a result, you get some good stuff out of him. So, if this you're right, if this is given time, only five matches on the show. The Rumble will probably last around an hour. You got two hours with four matches, roughly. This should get a lot of time, and as a result, I expect good things from it. Mm. I, I wouldn't surprise me if Kalista won the belt back, but I do expect the Rio to leave with the title. Where much would like you? you where would you? Where um, would you both move Kalista on to after? Um, move on, Chris. <laughs> so it's a good I, question. I, I don't I, know. I I don't know either. I really don't know. I mean, if Kalisto loses the tights that loses yeah. at this attempt at the belt, obscurity. Really, I don't know See, what else they're going to do yeah, with him. That's what I if he doesn't win it back. That's what I was worried you were going to say. Um, that's what I don't. Next want. two matches, <laughs> but it's probably the most likely within the way the WWE operate. In 2016, the next two matches don't need to spend a great deal of time on. We've been recording for a, pushing three hours now uh, between this and the 20 Years uh, uh, podcast. Um, tag team titles: The New Day defending against the Usos. Uh, Bob, short and sweet thoughts on this one. Well, Gray says short and sweet because I've got a lot to say. Um, yeah, I, I suspect the New Day will retain. Uh, I am a massive fan of the Usos. They're one of my favourite acts. Um, I, I think they're they're criminally underrated by. Um, a lot of people that, that, that talk about wrestling online in terms of their ability and their appeal to certain demographics of the WWE audience. Um, but yeah, I suspect the New Day will retain uh, in, in probably one of the, the more forgettable matches on, of the night, I would say. Kieran? Yeah, the, the, it's what I feared. New Day got way too overexposed, Chris. Um, rammed down your throats because it was getting over. Uh, and now I'm kind of bored of it. I'm hoping the Usos will win. Huge fan like uh, Bob, they're my favourite tag team outside of Cesaro and Kid were, um, but I think New Day retain. Yeah, I think New Day retain here as well. You're entirely right. The New Day acts beginning to feel a bit stale. Um, I don't know. There's probably any justification to this whatsoever, but they've begun to feel slightly less organic in that. I think as through their in sort of earlier stages as as a as a group they were probably given slightly more freedom into do and say what they want and it's all become a bit scripted and a bit false and a bit too much and they they are definitely losing their appeal but i do expect them to leave with the tag team titles much like you two um the divas title match for the pay-per-view we have charlotte being accompanied by rick flair defending against becky lynch kieran thoughts on this one um Again, a little bit of perspective on it, only because I think Becky Lynch is probably the best, um, the best female that they've got at the minute. Obviously, probably Sasha is the, probably the best in-ring talent, but they're not doing anything with her for whatever reason. I don't really know. Well, she's um, injured, but she's not injured, but she probably yeah, is one of the two. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that, I don't think it'll happen. I think they should just carry this feud on for a bit more. Um, but I think Charlotte will win this. Yeah, um, 
the 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 bits I've seen of Becky Lynch, I've been quite impressed with. I think she, she I think she overdoes her promos a little bit. I think they're overacting a little bit too much. Um, but very impressed with her. I, I I suspect it helps that she's Irish, given how popular Conor McGregor is at the moment. Um, but yeah, I I I would agree with Kieran. Uh, this feud should continue. Charlotte should retain, presumably with some interference from from, from her father. Um, but yeah, um, again, I, I suspect these two matches will be kind of just kind of glossed over. But there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, if if Ambrose and Owens are going to have a really big match, you're going to do stuff with the Rumble. The rest of the card just needs to be there. So yeah, Charlotte retains for me. Yeah, free for free. Um, I expect probably with a bit of interference, they'll probably have another match at Fastlane because they need to fill that card up as well. Um, and a part of me kind of hopes, considering how good she was in NXT, she hasn't really been given a chance to show it on the main roster. A part of me hopes that they're kind of saving Sasha for Mania and she's in the Divas title match at Mania. Considering they've done Paige and Becky... They haven't really got anyone else with, if, if Nikki's out. They've already done Charlotte and Nikki as well. So Sasha is kind of the next logical step. So I think, as you say, Bob, this will probably just be sort of on the card. And, uh, but again, nothing, as you say, nothing wrong with that. So we get to the Royal Rumble match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship with Roman Reigns as entrant number one, defending his title against 29 other men. Uh, Bob. Is there anyone not called Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, or Triple H who realistically has a chance at winning this match? It's not likely. Um, yeah, it's funny. When they made the announcement, I remember going, wow, there's so many possibilities. But now we get near the time. If anything, it feels like there's fewer potential winners than there were before. Um, but yeah... Uh, you, you put the title stipulation on the line. You know, there are 30 guys in this match. 25 of them probably, um, will never win the WWE title again if they haven't already. And so, yeah, we're limited to those guys. And you, you know, we, we talk about outside shots, Jericho. I mean, to be fair, if Jericho is ever going to win the title again, this is probably the time. Um, but I, I don't think it will be. Uh, Owens is a nice outside shout. AJ Styles is probably a nice outside shout, but I've been I, I mean, kind of thinking he won't be there. Um, I think my overriding thought on all this is that probably, like, occasionally you can, like, just do a bit of old school booking. Why not just shoot someone to the moon? You know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I'm not the, I'm the kind of guy that would hate it if someone said this, but why not just pick Samoa Joe or Sami Zayn or somebody like that and just... God, can you imagine if Samoa Joe won it? Okay. I don't know, like, you can... You've got all these guys in place. You can probably do Triple H and Roman Reigns without the title at WrestleMania if you wanted. If the stipulation was, if Reigns wins, the authority are gone. That is a big enough match without the title. I mean, they, you know, I, I don't know that you want to be taking the title off Reigns again so soon. Um, as for a prediction, uh, I'm going to play it safe and say Triple H. Um, Lesnar winning this match feels really odd. I don't know why. But I, I don't know what, Lesnar is the one thing I'm really not sure what they're going to do. I and mean, all logic probably points to him being eliminated by his WrestleMania opponent, who is probably going to be Bray Wyatt. I suppose that makes sense. Um, the only, I think the only way Triple H doesn't win is if they think it's, it's so obvious that they go in a different direction. But I don't know what other direction you go in. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be safe and predict Triple H. I, Love the idea of, we spoke briefly about him last Saturday, but I love the, I know you're not his biggest fan, Bob, but I love the idea of Samoa Joe uh, 
yeah. being in the Rumble, uh, let alone winning the thing. I that, think that's the guy to debut, not AJ Styles. Joe's the oh, guy okay. to debut in this kind of match because he's the guy. I, you, you talk about like having an impressive Rumble beating Reigns' record, you don't have to do that. But he's the kind of guy who can pop a crowd for four or five minutes, get eliminated by someone like Owens, and then those two just brawl to the back, and it's a really big debut. I think that's the spot for for the new guy. I think when you look at heels on this main roster, their, their top guy is, as I said earlier, is Sheamus, and Samoa Joe is on a different planet to Sheamus in terms of well, at least to me, I think Seamus is probably slightly underrated, but I much prefer Samoa Joe. I think he's streets ahead of him. The main difference is, is that Samoa Joe hasn't been booked to death for the last five years on television. And I know Seamus has won the title like four times in that time frame. But like Samoa Joe hasn't been through 50-50 booking for the last five years. That's why there's such a big difference. I don't think there's any massive difference in ability. I probably prefer Sheamus to Joe in terms of just the, the, the package. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's the main difference is that Joe comes in as a fresh act that people haven't been bored by. Yeah, yeah, you're probably entirely right. Um, Kieran, uh, thoughts on the match in general and any, well, yeah, just generally on this Royal Rumble match. Um, I'm looking forward to it in, I mean, I kind of agree with Bob now, the closer I'm getting to it, the more predictable it's becoming. Whereas like say a couple of weeks ago when I was sort of dipping in and out of raw and just trying to keep on top of it, I thought it was, it was actually going to be like really unpredictable. I had no clue who was going to win. I think Triple H will win, but I'd love it if somebody like an Owens or Samoa Joe won it. Like in my dream finish, would be Owens, Reigns, Triple H are left in it. And Reigns eliminates Triple H, but Triple H low bridges Reigns and Owens wins the title. That's how I, that's how what I'd like to see, but I think Triple H will win it. I think if the closer we get to it, the less I, I agree, I agree with Bob increasingly in that the less chance I see Lesnar has of leaving with the belt. I think they've kind of done Lesnar holding yeah. that title. They don't yeah. need the title on Lesnar at this point. Well, where do you go and if Lesnar wins likely the match? Like, what, what happens? Like, I, 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 you're left with Lesnar as champion and kind of no real challenger, like, unless you go back to Reigns. Like, there's no. It's weird to weird to be in this situation, but it doesn't feel like Lesnar's a good option at the moment. No, I, and I, again, he's someone who definitely doesn't need the title either. Um, not that a match with Bray Wyatt particularly intrigues me, but I. I don't know. I don't really want him to win the match. Like and the, I don't see the point of having like Bray Wyatt, Lesnar's okay and everything, but Lesnar can't cut promos. It'll be be more interesting to see Heyman against Wyatt, whereas the match itself, I just don't like Lesnar's ring work. That's the thing with me. You don't like Lesnar's ring work? You mean? It's just it's always the same thing. It's just how many suplexes can I do in a row? It has just, got a bit like that. Um, I'm just I'm done with it now. When he was beating, when he was chaining Cena to the ropes, Extreme Rules, whenever that was, that's the Lesnar I want. I want the half MMA, half kayfabe guy. I don't want the, the suplex machine because, again, they focused on the suplex we've city. We got, got a so, bit of that. Sorry, carry on, Kieran. Oh no, it's all right. Um, I was just saying that they they got the suplex city thing in. And then after that, all his matches were just all suplexes. That's what it, in, that's what I feel like. And I kind of got bored with, I get bored with 
It's always got to be Heyman talking. Well, also, part of the problem was is that it really worked the first time they did it. When they did Lesnar and Cena at SummerSlam, and Lesnar just beat the piss out of him with all those suplexes, it was a, a phenomenal match. I think, actually, a, a highly underrated match in terms of... Very underrated. Not, not, in, terms of, uh, not in terms of entertainment, just in terms of sheer spectacle. Like, I, I've never seen a top star like book like that before in terms of Cena. Um, the top star just get his ass handed to him. But, yeah, I, I agree with Kieran that as, as, as more Lesnar matches go on, and as Lesnar becomes, I dare I say, increasingly more irrelevant, relevant um his match quality is declining because he is falling into this pattern of suplex 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 and it's it's popping the kind of crowd that are going to be there in attendance but i don't know that it's aiding his match quality and i don't know that bray wyatt's a good opponent for him i don't know that bray wyatt needs to lose to brock lesnar and i don't know that that match is any good um i'd i'd, I'd much rather see lesnar del rio slash <coughs> lesnar sheamus or lesnar owens Lesnar Owens for the title. That'd be a fun one at WrestleMania. That'd be a real fun one. I, I, I'd prefer any of the three guys to the wire, but seemingly it's the direction they're going to go. Um, I, I just find it so hard to see anyone who isn't Reigns or Triple H leaving with a belt. I, actually, I, I say in that, I don't even see Reigns leaving with a belt. I don't no, think he has any gonna, chance of winning. No. I was going to say that. I, I don't Pointless. think. Does, does anyone see Reigns leave with a title? No. I don't think we do. No, it's, because it's I, just I talk, Triple H. I talk about Lesnar leaving with the title and it being a lame duck. If Reigns leaves, like where do you go from there? Like, uh. th- 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 this is a match set up for a heel winning it, and there's only really one heel that can win it. Unless, the only unless option, it's Kevin Owens. The only option they have is Triple H, or as Kieran said, Reigns eliminates Triple H, but Triple H cost around the match and you, you crown a new champion and you, you shoot someone to the moon and that's probably the other, the... The, other, the other finish they do is what was the Royal Rumble where the two guys landed on the floor at the same time oh Lex Luger and Bret Hart we did it they do that bullshit yeah they do that I saw there was rumours online that they were thinking of doing something along those lines and oh, they were going to get God. they were going to get Lesnar Reigns as the main event for Fastlane because Lesnar is announced for that show um, and then you could have the Wyatt family, who don't interact with Lesnar here, but they cost him that match at Fastlane. I feel like the double elimination in 2016 is a really difficult thing to pull off. Like in, in especially 19... with guys like them. Well, well, yeah, but in more the point in 1994, like your the only cameras in the building are your own, so you can strategically place the cameras and strategically edit. The, the the live cut as you like so that in the event because the, the, the one the one thing about Luger and Bret Hart from 94 was that they actually did a really good job landing at the same time so they did the they did the live cut from kind of around the side of the ring and then once they they looked at the replay and went wow this is good we'll show it the problem is that there's so many cameras around you can't hide that and if one of them if, if they get that wrong and that was a big risk with Hart and Luger if one of them gets it wrong Obviously, what do you do? Like, and, and particularly Lesnar. Lesnar is not the guy to pull that angle off with. Uh, <laughs> in terms of doing a double elimination over the top rope, Lesnar is not the most coordinated guy when it comes to flying to the outside. And if one guy hits before the other, it's going to be very, very difficult to cover it up. No, you're, you're perfectly right. Um, it's an intriguing Royal Rumble, but not necessarily one I'm particularly looking forward to. But when I'm slightly underwhelmed by a build to a pay-per-view especially a big pay-per-view like the royal rumble historically one of the biggest of the year and one of the most significant of the year generally it usually over delivers the exception being probably the last two royal rumbles which 
have ended not the way I envisaged or not the way I hoped. Um, and uh, anyone expecting Daniel Bryan? Did you see the reports of the day? He's, yeah. Maybe he's been cleared by that third doctor. I, I, I just like, I, I believe everything they're saying. It's just really weird that all of these stories are coming together this week. That's all I'll say. But it just seems very timely that all the Brian stuff is coming together. They they can't be stupid enough. If he is cleared, if he's, wonderful, if he appears, bring him out the next it. night. If he you appears, can't put he him has in this to match. win it. If he yeah, is, he has to win it. And he's not a bad shout to win it. Like, that'll be a different direction. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm 95% sure he's not coming back. It just seems a bit convenient that all of these stories are dropping this week. And Brian's getting very vocal on social media about, you know, trying to get cleared. Like, now of all times, it just seems a bit too coincidental. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, any, did you have anything else to say? Um, just the fact that I can't believe that the doctor who's holding Daniel Bryan back is his last name is bloody Maroon. I mean, you can't make that up, can you? But uh, the um, don't, think... don't get me started on the on the Bryan thing because there's a lot of incredibly ill-informed opinions on that at the moment. But uh, we've been yeah. going for over three hours, and I don't want to go off on one. No, no. And but with I think, that in I think, mind, I think Brian will be. I think Brian will be in it. I don't think he'll be in it for long. Um, and oh, I think, if, if he's there, he has to win it. Like that would be. He, yeah, I think he he's is the, num- the perfect number thirty, and he's the number thirty. Yeah, he's my number thirty. Everyone thinks think it's going to be Triple it. H, but it's not. It's Daniel Bryan, and he wins it. That's the perfect. I, I tell you what, if they're going to do that, they have to have Roman Reigns well long gone from that match when he comes yeah. out. Yeah, like Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns is coming out number one. If you're going to do Brian at thirty, you've got to get Reigns out. <laughs> if, if Reigns isn't out there when number thirty comes out, I can guarantee you Triple H ain't coming out number thirty. If yeah. Reigns is already eliminated midway through, something's going to happen. I don't know it'd be Brian, but they'll be debuting someone in that last spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Chris, you're, 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 I think you're going to wrap this show up. Uh, I think we we all need it. We're, we're, we're gone long tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, just before we do one quick fire, one word: who wins the Royal Rumble? Kieran, we'll go to you first. Who leaves Triple with the belt on Sunday? Triple, Triple H. H and Bob. Uh, we said one word, so I'll go with Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I have to make it free for free again. I, the most predictable outcome. Because it's probably what's gonna it's probably what's gonna happen this Sunday, um, but yeah, as Bob said, we have been recording this and the Twenty Years Show for over three hours now. It's been a long old evening, so with that in mind, we'll wrap it up. So thank you very much, firstly to Kieran Mitchell for being on the show. Cheers, Chris. Thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, Bob, thank you very much, mate. Uh, pleasure. Uh, this is the longest taping I've ever done, so uh, you, you two have, have been part in. Uh, in, in some form of history, anyway. So uh, yes, but I, I am now soon to be quite tired. Yeah, um, me, me, me as well. Uh, Bob, uh, you spoke about it briefly at the start of the show. Anything else you'd like to say where you can find the Wrestling Twenty Years podcast? Yeah, I'll keep it brief. Wrestling Twenty RS dot com. We've been doing the show now for about two and a half years. We've done over. Uh, nearly 60 episodes now. Uh, yeah, if you're into ye olde wrestling stuff, I suggest check it out. That's wrestling20yrs.com. And I'll sure to put a link for that in the description of this podcast. So, as always, thank you very much for listening. I have been your host, Chris White, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Sunday's Royal Rumble match. So, we'll talk to you again next week. Behold the king. The King of Kings.
Left him broken and dead. 